Our reading today comes from the first letter from Paul to the Corinthians. Christ is like a single body which has many parts. It is still one body, even though it is made up of different parts. In the same way, all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, have been baptized into the one body by the same spirit, and we have all been given the one spirit to drink. For the body itself is not made up of only one part, but of many parts. If the foot were to say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not keep it from being a part of the body. And if the ear were to say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not keep it from being a part of the body. If the whole body were just an eye, how could it hear? And if it were only an ear, how could it smell? As it is, however, God put every different part in the body just as God wanted it to be. There would not be a body if it were only one part. As it is, there are many parts but one body. So then, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, nor can the head say to the feet, Well, I don't need you. On the contrary, we cannot do without the parts of the body that seem to be weaker, and those parts that we think aren't worth very much are the ones which we treat with greater care. God has put the body together in such a way as to give greater honor to those parts that need it. And so there is no division in the body, but all its different parts have the same concern for one another. If one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. If one part is praised, all the other parts share its happiness. All of you are Christ's body, and each one is a part of it. Here ends the reading of today's scripture. These words speak the power of life. They may be trusted. Amen. Over the last few years, I have become increasingly interested in multi-generational worship. I must admit that it's probably because, as a mom of two young kids, I have a vested interest. When I first started to explore multi-gen worship, I was really trying to figure out what to do with my crazy kids for an hour each Sunday morning during the choral anthems, the sermons, the readings, and the most dangerous of all, the silent reflection. <laughs> As my understanding of multi-generational worship has grown and developed, I've come to learn that multi-gen worship isn't just for the harried parents courageous enough, or maybe insane enough, to get their kids up and dressed and out the door on a Sunday morning. On this holy feast day of all saints, I'm reminded that this sacred community of saints, past, present, and future, is for all of us. Our scripture reading today comes from a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the disciples in the city of Corinth. Just like all of us, the disciples needed some help in understanding how to be true Jesus followers. Paul was one of the key preachers and teachers in the time after Jesus' death and resurrection who helped people learn how to do just that. The people in Corinth were fighting about how to follow Jesus, and they were having a really hard time working together. 
To try to clear things up, Paul shared an analogy to help them understand how much they needed one another. It's kind of like this folk story I know from the Dan people of Liberia. And I'm grateful to author Juan Lee Pei and Margaret Lippert and illustrator Julie Patchkiss, who wrote this book, Head, Body, Legs. And you'll see some slides um, on the screen. I emailed them this week and said, would it be okay if I shared your book with the congregation and told them a little about a little bit about what I wanted to say, and their response was, this is exactly what we hoped that this book would do. So I'm very grateful to them and excited to share this story with you. Long ago, Head was all by himself. Head had no arms, no legs, no body. He rolled everywhere. All he could eat were things on the ground that he could reach with his tongue. At night, He rolled under a cherry tree. He fell asleep and dreamed of sweet cherries. One morning, Head woke up and thought, I'm tired of grass and mushrooms. I wish I could reach those cherries. He rolled himself up a little hill. Maybe if I get a good head start, I can hit the trunk hard enough to knock some cherries off, he thought. He shoved with his ears and began to roll down the hill. Here I go, he shouted. Faster and faster he rolled. Crash! Ow! he cried. Who's there? someone asked. Head looked up. Above him swung two arms he had never seen before. Look down here, Head said, and you'll see. How can we look, said Arms. We don't have eyes. I have an idea, said Head. Let's get together. I have eyes to see, and you have hands for picking things to eat. Okay, said Arms. They dropped to the ground and attached themselves to Head above the ears. This, said Head, is perfect. Hands picked cherries, and Head ate every single one. It's time for a nap, said Head, yawning. Soon, he was fast asleep. While Head slept... Body bounced along and landed on top of him. Help, gasped Head. I can't breathe. Arms pushed Body off. Hey, said Body, stop pushing me. Who are you? It's us, Head and Arms, said Head. You almost squashed us. Watch where you're going. How can I, asked Body. I can't see. Why don't you join us, said Head. I see some ripe mangoes across the river. If you help us swim over there, I'll help you see where you're going. Okay, said Body. So, Head attached himself to Body at the belly button. (laughs) This, said Head, is perfect. They bounced down the bank into the river. Pull right! Pull left, Head shouted to Arms, who paddled frantically against the current. Soon, they reached the far bank and bounced up to the mango tree. Pick some, Head ordered. Arms stretched as high as they could, but they couldn't quite reach. Head looked around for a stick. Standing near the tree were two crossed legs with feet on the ends. Get those, Head said to Arms. Arms grabbed them, 
Let us go, shouted Legs. Who are you, asked Head. We are Legs. We were walking, but we bumped into this tree. Join us, said Head. I have eyes. I can show you where to go, and you can help us reach those mangoes. Okay, said Legs. So Legs attached themselves to the hands. Not there, said Arms. The hands need to be free to pick mangoes. I should be in the middle, said Body, because I'm the biggest. You can imagine the conversations that ensued as they tried to figure out how they might connect to one another. And so it is with us, this church, right here, right now, in Colorado Springs. Sometimes we struggle to understand how our pieces fit as we come together in this multi-generational community to learn and grow together. There are people in this room right now who are less than a year old, and there are those who have seen almost a full century. There are people whose feet can't yet reach the floor, and there are those who have a hard time walking to their pew without assistance. There are people who can't yet read the words in the hymnal, and there are those who have all the words memorized. How can it be possible that our pieces go together? Will we be like head, body, arms, and legs who roll around all over the land trying crazy combinations that never work? Or worse, will we separate, each go our own way, and be stuck as incomplete parts of a whole? Luckily, Paul's words to the church in Corinth have been preserved for us today. We can look to our holy scriptures to be reminded again and again how much we need each other. The hands need the feet. The eyes need the mouth. Head, arms, legs, and body need each other. Everyone who has sat in this sacred space has brought a special gift to First Congregational Church. Pastors like Jonathan Edwards and Reverend James Gregg helped to build this church in the early days. Strong women like Mrs. William Watson Rainey brought traditions that we maintain even today, like the Christmas mystery pageant. Bill Edmondson, who brought the gift of philanthropy and volunteerism. Virginia Ryder, who brought an appreciation for the Colorado Springs arts community. Raven Cannon, who created the street paper, The Springs Echo, to help support those without homes in Colorado Springs. Jean Yelkin, who provided spiritual guidance for FCC, even serving once as an interim pastor. James Einhorn, who brought a sense of style as a hairstylist in our community. Madeline Farrington, who brought a love of literature. Ed Holman, who brought his gift of humor, always telling a good or sometimes bad joke. <laughs> Lenore Polson, who is dedicated to remembering the history of FCC, serving as a church historian. Valerie Tate, who brought a love of animals. Marge Layton, who shared her poetry and her love of children and music freely. Marcy McNeil, 
who brought a dedication to FCC and to the wider UCC serving in a variety of leadership positions. The squirming preschooler brings joy and laughter. The elementary school kids brought song today. The youth bring questions and curiosity. The young adults bring innovation and renewal. The new parents bring courage and love. The empty nesters and the newly retired bring time and energy for new projects. The longtime members bring tradition and memories. Friends, being a multi-generational congregation is not always perfect. Sometimes it feels like we're just a pair of arms who can't even see what's in front of us. Sometimes it feels like our head is attached to our belly button. But every Sunday morning, we gather here with our screaming children, our groans of pain, our cries of mourning, our songs, and our prayers, and our silence, and we get it just right. Finally, everyone slid into place. Legs stood on tiptoe, body straightened out, arms stretched up, and the hands picked a mango. Head took a bite. Mmm, delicious, Head said. Now this is perfect. Amen. Amen.